You're listening to Comedy Central. March 26, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. just out with his first novel. You know him as Logic. Bobby Hall is joining us, everybody. <laughs> also on tonight's show, Robert Muller's not going away, Jussie Smollett says no collusion, and a wardrobe malfunction that's literally out of this world. So let's catch up on today's headlines. <laughs> Jussie Smollett, a month ago, the Empire actor was attacked by two Trump supporters who turned out to be Nigerian weightlifters who turned out to be American brothers. <laughs> but now, the story is getting weird. Breaking news this hour, Chicago prosecutors have dropped all charges against Empire actor Jesse Smollett. I've been truthful and consistent on every single level since day one. I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I've been accused of. I actually just got a new statement from the Cook County State's Attorney's Office literally just moments ago. It says, we did not exonerate Mr. Smollett. The charges were dropped in return for Mr. Smollett's agreement to do community service and forfeit his $10,000 bond to the city of Chicago. Okay, wait. So Jesse was set free, but he's not innocent, but he's also not guilty. What? <laughs> Like, we need someone to figure this out. Mala, we got a new case for you. <laughs> and this time, just tell us what happened. <laughs> so yes, Jesse Smollett is a free man. The prosecutors have decided not to charge him, although they're not saying exactly why. And the Chicago police are furious about this. They're furious that Jesse just gets to walk away. And I'll be honest with you, I think it's pretty hilarious to see Chicago cops on the other side of a case gone wrong for once. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, if only he had a body cam. All black people should have body cams. <laughs> so that's where we are right now. The weirdest news story in America. I feel like in a week, we're gonna turn on CNN and find out Smollett is now dating Mike Pence after they met at an R. Kelly concert. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. In the wake of the Boeing 737 crashes that rocked the airline industry, everyone has had questions about how these incidents could have happened. And now, we're starting to get some answers. A safety feature for the Boeing 737 MAX jetliners may be just days away to help prevent the troubles that led to those crashes. An additional warning light will now become standard equipment on all planes. The light will let pilots know when two sensors that gauge whether the plane's nose is pointed up or down are in disagreement. The warning light had been optional, but will now be standard. Previously, it was a pricey add-on feature. But it appears those Ethiopian and Lion Air pilots didn't have the warning because their airlines would have had to pay for it on a plane that has a list price of about $120 million. Are you serious? <laughs> the reason pilots didn't know they were going to crash was because the planes didn't have a warning light. And they didn't have a warning light because Boeing was charging extra for it? 
A warning like that doesn't seem like it should be allowed. Features that keep planes in the sky should be standard. <laughs> this is like CVS selling condoms, but then they charge extra for the ones without holes. <laughs> also, if you're an airline and you can't afford a safety light, get creative, people. <laughs> Airlines are already filled with lights that you don't need. Make the no smoking light the safety light instead, all right? <laughs> we don't need that light. We all know you can't smoke on a plane. It's not 1962 anymore. No one needs that light. What are you doing with it? You can't afford it. And if you still need to save money, maybe get rid of the in-flight magazines, all right? <laughs> There's no point in learning about Anne Hathaway's favorite sushi spots in Boston if the plane never makes it to Boston. <laughs> and finally, in some international news, there's a new scandal shaking the Catholic Church. A lot of Catholics see kissing the Pope's ring as a tradition in the church if you're lucky enough to meet him. But it appears Pope Francis isn't too keen on the idea. Meeting people after mass yesterday, the Pope kept ripping his hand away as people puckered up. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what this is. First of all, I'm impressed at how quick he is, like, every single time. And secondly, it's a nice change of pace to see a priest not want to touch people. This is nice. This is dope. Yeah. Now, now apparently, they say the Pope is refusing to let people kiss his ring because he wants to be humble. He doesn't want to be praised like that. But the way he yanks his hand away makes it seem like all those people are, like, super gross. He's like, ew, no. Ew, not you. No, no, no. Ew, no. And Francis really has some quick reflexes. Like, it looks like, like a weird video game where you have to try and kiss the Pope. Today's top story. Robert Mueller. Over the weekend, the special counsel and resistance heartbreaker handed in his long-awaited report on President Trump. But because it hasn't been made public yet, everything we know about the report is from a four-page summary written by William Barr. Now, William Barr is Trump's attorney general and a boring John Goodman. But many Democrats <laughs> are saying they're not happy with just the tip. They want the full thing. The calls are growing louder to release the entire Mueller report. In a letter to Attorney General Bill Barr overnight, six House committee chairs demanding Barr release the full findings to Congress no later than April 2nd. Robert Mueller, I think he should sit before the Judiciary Committee in the Senate and he should go as well as to the House. It is absolutely imperative that the Trump administration make that report public as soon as possible. Hey, Bernie, loving the hat. <laughs> this, is, this is really interesting, right? Trump gets accused of colluding, but now Robert Mueller has to spend the rest of his life in hearings. I feel like this always happens with Donald Trump, you know? Everything goes in his favor in a weird way. Like, Mueller investigates him, Trump gets off, and now Mueller has a lifetime of testifying. Stormy Daniels sues him, but ends up having to pay Trump money. 
I feel like if Melania ever divorces Trump, somehow she'll have to pay alimony. Be like, every month I must pay 100 hamburgers. <laughs> this is not best. <laughs> now, I can understand why the Democrats want the entire report made public, right? Because the attorney general who summarized Mueller's report is Trump's guy. Like, they don't just wanna take his word for what the report says. It makes sense, right? It's like asking Michael Jackson's lawyers to recap the documentary. They'd probably be like, uh, it was mostly about how much he loved his fans, uh, a lot. Yeah, that's it. So for the Democrats, this is just the beginning. But as far as Trump is concerned, this ends the saddest chapter in American history. When asked by a reporter if Mueller acted honorably, Mr. Trump responding, yes, even while blasting the investigation itself. It was a false narrative. It was, it was a terrible thing. Uh, we can never let this happen to another president again. Which is why I won't allow America to have another president ever again, folks. I can't allow it. No more. No more. By the way, have you ever noticed that Trump is terrible at comforting victims unless it's him? Yeah? Cause you never hear this level of compassion from Trump about like Puerto Rico, yeah? When that happens, he's like, here's one paper towel, go long. But here, when it's him, he's like, the Mueller investigation was a terrible thing. We're gonna do everything we can to get me back on my feet. <laughs> oh, and uh, over at Trump TV, they all agree that this was a terrible, terrible thing, and they want revenge. You'd like to believe the people who did this will be held accountable. They hurt our country, they poisoned our public's fear, they distorted our foreign policy, they completely terrified the population. They should be punished. We're gonna expose the ringleaders of defamation, the purveyors of political smears, all of whom have proven themselves to be untrustworthy and frankly, deeply unpatriotic for letting their fanatical hatred of this president override what is best for the American people. My promise to this country from this night forward is we will hold every liar, every propagandist, every conspiracy theorist accountable. This will likely take us months and maybe longer. Whoa, whoa, Sean Hannity pumped the brakes. If you got rid of all the conspiracy theorists, propagandists, and liars, Fox News would just be a bunch of empty couches and a sexual harassment settlement. <laughs> slow down, buddy, slow down. And look, and look, I'm not saying nobody on the left got the collusion thing wrong, but these people, these people don't get to say shit about conspiracy theories and political lies. These people, no, just no. I mean, I mean, Laura Ingram's website suggested for years that the Clintons have been murdering people. Tucker Carlson pushed the lie about Obamacare death panels and Sean Hannity is the worst of them all. He speculated repeatedly that a DNC staffer was assassinated as part of a democratic cover-up. In fact, that man's family had to beg Sean Hannity to stop. So forget glass houses. These people are in a glass mansion with a stone-powered AR-15. And this kind of hypocrisy isn't just coming from Fox News. No, it's also coming from inside the White House. President Trump's 2020 campaign now going so far as to send this memo to TV producers, listing discredited guests, all Democrats, who pushed, quote, outlandish, false, 
collusion accusations. Now they're making the case um, through both the president and the White House that those Democrats should not be on TVs. I think Democrats and the liberal media should be absolutely embarrassed by their behavior over the last two years. It's not just that they reported and spread a slanderous, malicious lie, but they hoped for the takedown of the president of the United States. Yeah, these Democrats should be ashamed. They use this investigation to try and take down the president. If you want to take down a president, you do it the right way, by claiming he was born in Kenya. <laughs> this is disgusting. And it's not just Fox News and top officials looking to punish people who said Trump colluded with Russia. No, no, this thirst for vengeance goes all the way to the top. The president expressed vindication and vindictiveness against those who investigated him. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that have done some very, very evil things, very bad things, I would say treasonous things uh, against our country. Those people will certainly be looked at. Wow. <laughs> this is treasonous? And those people will certainly be looked at? AKA, we're gonna come after them? Whew. This president's not playing games. This is, this is why I feel like Trump is lucky that he talks like a toddler, right? <laughs> no, 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 because it makes his threats easier to dismiss. You know, because of how he speaks. Bad people, so bad, gonna smash them. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, someone's cranky. <laughs> but you realize if he spoke like an adult, like a Lannister, <laughs> right? And he held a glass of wine in his hand, I bet a lot more people would be afraid if he came out and he was like, I consider these actions treasonous. <laughs> and mark my words, these people will be looked at. <laughs> Bigly. <laughs> We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to The Daily Show. You know, everyone out there in the world is trying their hardest. But sometimes, people <laughs> up. And when they do, we've gotta call them out. Because how else are they gonna learn? So that brings us to our brand new segment, Ya Done F***ed Up. First up, cruise ships. Usually, they're a fun, easy way to take a vacation and maybe have a threesome with an elderly couple who wanna spice up their marriage. I'll never, I'll never forget you, Helen and Howard. But unfortunately for some vacationers last week, their cruise ended in disaster because Viking cruisers, you done fucked up. Norway is investigating why a cruise ship carrying more than 1,300 people set sail despite storm warnings. The Viking Sky encountered engine trouble, lost power, and issued a mayday call on Saturday. It anchored off of the Norwegian coast in heavy winds and high waves to avoid drifting onto the rocks. Hundreds of passengers, including many Americans, were rescued by helicopter. Okay, that is insane. <laughs> and not, not the ship part. The fact that the person holding the camera is steady while everything else is flying around. <laughs> How are you doing that? Everything else is shaking. And you know, this is something I've noticed you see all the time in disasters, right? Everything else will be in chaos, but the person holding the camera is always perfectly still. <laughs> it's almost like filming a disaster on your phone gives you superpowers. <laughs> like the wind will be blowing things and shaking you like, must go viral! But on a serious note, though, that 
that just being on that boat must have been terrifying. I bet even the Somali pirates were like, look at me, you are the captain now. You are the captain. I'm out, I'm out. I can't do this, huh? Like, seriously, that video makes me never want to go on a boat ever again. But I, I mean, I'm from Africa, so I've been skeptical about boats from the beginning. Like, they said that cruise was all-inclusive, too. But enough of the high seas. Let's go now to outer space, NASA. In the past, they took a giant leap for mankind. But this week, when it comes to women, NASA, you done f***ed up. Apparently, gender inequality knows no bounds, not even in space. NASA's first all-female spacewalk had to be canceled because there weren't enough spacesuits that fit. The crew only has one medium-sized spacesuit available at the International Space Station. This despite the fact that the women's 2013 astronaut class was 50% female. Seriously? NASA had to cancel the first all-female spacewalk because they didn't pack enough spacesuits? How do you screw that up? You know how many astronauts are on the shuttle. It's not like you can have a surprise extra astronaut, like, oh shit, we only planned for four astronauts, but then Susan wanted to come. <laughs> though, though, it would be great if she opened her suitcase on the ship and found her husband's business suits, and she was like, wait, if I've got his suit, then that means no! So that was the US, but America doesn't have a monopoly on screwing things up. Just look at the British healthcare system. Yes, you guys might have universal coverage for all your citizens, but for one patient, you done f***ed up. A man has been mistakenly circumcised while under the care of Leicester's hospitals, according to a new report. The patient was meant to be having a procedure to look inside his bladder using a thin camera. The error was revealed by the clinical commissioning group in compiling so-called never events because they should never happen. Oh, my word. <laughs> A patient was accidentally circumcised? That is messed up. Have you ever gone to the barber and then they took a little too much off your hair? <laughs> Remember how you freaked out, yeah? Now imagine if that happened to your dick, huh? <laughs> imagine. Because you can't wear a hat on your dick to cover it up. Yeah, you can't be like, sorry, it's just so bright out today, the sun gets in my dick's eyes, yeah. <laughs> Accidentally circumcised? Now I'm worried that they switched other charts. Like, so someone else in the hospital went home with an extra foreskin. <laughs> the friend was like, I thought you were just getting Botox. It's like, that's what I thought too. <laughs> and it's not just Britain's health service having issues. It's also one of their airline companies because British Airways you guys can say it with me. You done f***ed up. A British Airways flight headed for Germany mistakenly ended up in Scotland. BA 3271, supposed to fly from London straight over the English Channel and onto Germany. Instead, the plane took off to the north, flew over most of England before crossing into Scotland and landing in Edinburgh. The problem? A ground staffer typed the wrong airport code into the flight plan and no one noticed. The pilots assumed they were supposed to go to Edinburgh. No, 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 no. British Airways was trying to fly to Germany and flew to Scotland instead? Man, Brexit is screwed. I don't know how Britain is gonna leave Europe if they can't even find their way out of their own country. <laughs> Brexit will probably end up like, we did it, we're out of the EU, we're independent. No, 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 wait, wait, we're still in the EU. 
And now, somehow, we've also joined the WNBA. <laughs> you know what the crazy part is? <laughs> the crazy part is that Scottish accents are so thick, I bet some passengers thought they were in Germany. <laughs> yeah, because if you think about it, Scottish is the German of English, right? It's just as rough. They probably got off the plane like, I'm in Germany! And they're like, ah, yeah, you're not in Germany. Yeah, yeah bleeding shit, my cherry head. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir, no spreschen die Deutsch. No spreschen, I don't like you, mate, you piggy, what a train you're dragging in three days. Uh, what you know you like. Seriously, like, I can't believe. I can't believe British Airways landed in the wrong country. And the worst part is that everyone on board got accidentally circumcised. <laughs> That's all the time we got. Join us next week to find out who done f***ed up. We'll be right back. My guest tonight is a Grammy-nominated, platinum-selling recording artist known as Logic. He's also an author whose debut novel is called Supermarket. Please welcome Bobby Hall. Wow. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is, like, pretty surreal. This is so weird. Why is this weird? I'm freaking out. No. <laughs> you know what? I should be the one freaking out. Do you know how many people I know and people who have like are fans of the show and they've been like, you're not a show until you get logic yeah, on. Right, get out no, of I'm here. serious. You 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 have cultivated a fan base like very few artists have because many people feel like they still own you. You you've managed to have this vibe of being commercial and yet still authentic in the way that you started. Yeah, it's Whenever weird. you're doing a show, people people like you feel that love from your fans, right? Oh, 100 percent Yeah, that's the thing that like keeps me driven and going. Going. It's incredible to know, because I mean, I've just always come up on peace, love, positivity, spreading a good message, being right. yourself, being authentic, and like, I'm super nerd. Like, I love movies and comic books and all this stuff, so me, my ascension in hip-hop wasn't really necessarily that easy. Yes. But to have persevered, stuck to it, and to know that I have incredible fans that are like, hey, I'm a nerd too, and uh, I like your raps, and now I can put out books that they enjoy. It's the craziest experience. Th this really is completely different for you, because I mean, this isn't just a book, it's not a book about your life, it's, it's, it's a novel. Yeah. How, how do you go from being a rapper, a very successful rapper, to just going, I'm going to write a novel? Um, you just read a bunch of books and you're like, I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but my, I, uh, my buddy, his name's Christian. Uh, he's my, my day-to-day -day manager, one of my oldest friends. I remember telling him, I was reading like all different kinds of novels and I was yes. like, I really want to do this. I feel like I could, cause I was never into, in, into literature like that because like the school system kind of just shoved certain things, you know, our direction and I wasn't really challenged. Right. And I wanted something fun, something edgy, something different. Uh, and he was like, yeah, dude, you can't write a book. I'll never forget that. He was like, you can't do it. But he wasn't mean about it. He was like, you just can't read nine novels in a week and just, just decide you're going to write a, uh -huh. a, you know, your own. And I was like, yeah, I can. <laughs> we were like children. I was like, of course I can. And um, honestly, it was just that belief and him kind of not believing in me in a good way. That's what you need in life. Yeah. Someone to not believe in you to get you where you need to go. <laughs> yeah. I actually dedicated a, a part of the book. I was like, thank you for telling me that I couldn't do it. That right. was honestly the push I needed. He was really sweet about it. And when I did it, when I, you know, he was like, dude, I, I believe in you and I know that you really can if you want to put your 
your, your whole heart into it. But for me, it was a fun way to express myself different. Because when you have raps, I mean, you have like, you know, maybe two to four minutes to express yourself in a very like linear, right, uh, right, short right. Yeah, way. But with this, dude, I could drone on and on about like, you know, produce. <laughs> no, no, but, cool. but, but that's but that's what the, what the story is about. In many ways, it feels like you are writing a story about this character who we come to know in the book, who is working in a supermarket, and you know the, 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 something crazy happens in the supermarket. I don't want to give everything away, but but then his life is turned upside down. All of a sudden, you, you've got this mystery that's taking place. Yeah. But there were points of the story where I felt like this story touched a little bit on who you are as a person. You know, him questioning who he is in the world, how he fits in, how um, the world affects him as a person. Did you see yourself in the character? 100%. I see myself in, you know, so many of the characters there, Um, even family members and, you know, kind of basing different people off of them. But for me, I was like in the, just the midst of like battling my own anxiety and overcoming depression and actually like being able to look in the mirror and say, okay, you know, um, just because you have anxiety, it doesn't mean it's like the end of the world. Um, and I think sometimes we try to suppress those things because we want to be normal or, or X, Y, Z. But it's like, man, you got to be able to say how you feel because I think if you try to just, you know, tuck it deep down, it's only going to do you harm. So being able to write about my angst and what I was going through in right, my life right. and through the you know, perspective of this character, it allowed me to heal. Um, and it's, it's weird. I won't get too into it, but there's two sections. There's two parts of the book. And uh, from the beginning uh, half to the second half, there's a two-year break in between. And I actually took a two-year break in, in, from the book, writing it in my own life. So when I wrote the first half, felt crippled with anxiety, was going through so much stuff, wasn't really taking care of myself. Now I've like switched that up, you know, exercise and eating well and drinking water and staying hydrated and a little bit of scotch. Uh, and, uh, and then the second half, uh, you know, when he kind of awakens, um, is, was my own awakening of, of realizing like, dude, like, take care of yourself. You can get over it. Anyone can get over it, whatever it is that you're going through. And it was, uh, it was really it, it, It's interesting that you, that you deliver that message because you feel it in the book, but that is something that you, you acknowledged in public, you know? Yeah. Which is not commonly the space of rappers as we, as we come to know rap. You know, it seems like rap is all about bravado. Yeah. Rap is all about putting forward this fa- facade. And you came out and said, guys, I'm suffering from crippling anxiety. Yeah. I need to get help. And you went in and you, you were diagnosed with a, with a mental disorder and you, you, you told people about this. Yeah. That's, but that's what made it easier. Right. It's not trying to, you know, like make it a secret. Just being so honest and open and being like, you know, it's not like I'm a weirdo or anything. It's just like, I'm just internally having a panic attack right now. <laughs> uh, but no, just, just being open and honest with yourself. That's the number one thing. Uh-huh. Man. And, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't because of uh, just what we see and how it's portrayed, you know. And when you look at social media, because I actually have an album coming out. I dropped a soundtrack with this, which was fun. Right. And it's alternative. Which, but... which, which, which wasn't rap, which is interesting. No, it was all, yeah, it was indie uh-huh. uh, music and just a bunch of love songs, which was fun, you know, kind of from the perspective of the main character. But there is an album that I'm working on now called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, and it deals with social media and, you know, how we apply that to ourselves. Because social media is amazing. I wouldn't be here today uh, without having that independent push. But it's crazy to know that there's people from, you know, people who are well-known to uh, your everyday hardworking individuals who are, you know, met with such hateful comments and right. things. And it can, it can really get to you. Um, and that's a big part of what I had dealt with. But overcoming it and realizing, like, you don't need to search for acceptance. You don't need to act a certain way uh, so that people will love you. Like, you should love yourself and the, everyone else will follow. You have a really beautiful acknowledgement in the back of the book where you, you thank everyone in your life, everyone who helped you put this together, and then you thank your publishers and you say to them, 
thank you for giving an opportunity to a kid who didn't even finish high school, letting yeah. him write a book. But the reason you didn't finish high school is, is one that I think a lot of kids and a lot of older people can, can relate to. And that is you, you lived a really tough life. You know, you grew up in a world where you saw drugs ravaging your family. Yeah. You know, you saw your siblings selling drugs even within your family. When, when you look at that world, what do you think was the biggest factor that, that got you to where you are today? I always say like God and common sense. In some weird way, you know, when I would see a man beat my mother, I'd be like, that's not what to do. You know what I mean? Like right. when I would see my dad smoke crack, now he's clean, which is great. But like when I would see this as a child, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's not how you treat your body. Right. It was really weird, man, because it's very systemic. Like you see it, you fall into it, you do it. Like it's like welfare, food stamps, sell drugs, do the X, Y, Z, it's all you know. Um, but I wanted more, I just wanted more. And I wanted to do it in a creative way. And I mean, I, I like love hip hop, you know, Nas, Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, these were things that I, uh, people that I came up on, people uh -huh. that in, in, a, in a way raised me. Because even though I, you know, I have my, my mom and my dad, I was born out of wedlock. My father wasn't a part of my life. Um, and it was hard seeing my mother struggle and her dealing with bipolar disorder and all these things. It was wild, but I just saw it all and was like, okay, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't don't smoke crack. Uh, like seriously, and it's been a it's been a journey, but it still is, man. Every day is like it's a struggle, but that it's a beautiful it's a beautiful struggle. It's life, man. There's no, you know, what's the sunshine without rain? I one one thing I've always appreciated you about you is uh... <laughs> yeah, you oh, go, yeah. girl. <laughs> one thing. I've always appreciated about you is how honest you are, not just in your, in your rap music, but also um, just as a human being. The, the novel is fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I'm waiting to see what you come up with next. Congratulations. Man. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You. Supermarket is available now. Logic, AKA Bobby Hall, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.